Hey, it's Tommy G here. I hope that you're well. In this episode, I speak to Jimmy Donny Cosgrove. Jimmy is not only a good friend of mine, but he's the writer behind the new BBC One sitcom, Warren, starring Martin Clunes. Jimmy's had an amazing journey to where he's at right now, um, going from having one GCSE when he left school uh, to managing to blag his way into university and then finally landing uh, this opportunity to write this sitcom, being commissioned to write this sitcom that's now on BBC, on BBC One. Uh, we're actually, on the time of recording this, we have the fourth, uh, sorry, the fifth episode in a, a six-part series that's going out uh, tonight on Monday, the 25th of March, as I record this, 2019. Um, but you can watch it on BBC iPlayer, those of you that can access that. So I want you to get into this interview here. Not only is Jimmy a great guy, he's extremely funny, and he shares an insight into what it's like to have like the whole country have an opinion on your work, on your art. You know, when he sent his first episode out, uh, when it was aired, he got a lot of feedback. Let's just call it that, albeit good and bad. So what's it like dealing with that at scale? Um, how he got to where he's at? And he also shares a few stories, which I think, I think you find really interesting along the way. So here it is, the interview with comedy writer, uh, the writer behind the sitcom Warren, Jimmy Donny Cosgrove. Welcome to Tommy G Talks. Um, talking to Jimmy Donny Cosgrove today. Hello. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Jimmy, you're here today to do a little bit of an interview. It's going to be great. It's going to be really interesting for our listeners to get to know your journey and what you've been doing recently. So why don't we go ahead and you just introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. Say what you've been you doing. Do say, say what you've been up to, who you are, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll get stuck into a couple of bits of content. My name is Jimmy Donny Cosgrove. I am 33 and I'm a BBC One sitcom writer. Yeah! Boom. And you're here because um, Warren, which is the show. It's just a show, yeah. Yeah. Has, um, well, as we sit here now, it's officially had four episodes, isn't it? Yeah, officially. Two more to go. Two more. In the series. So um, we're right in the middle of this new life mm. that you're living right now, which mm. is that literally everyone who has um, a TV licence can essentially look at mm-hmm. something that you've put your heart and soul into <laughs> and then give it whatever they want mm. in terms of an opinion. And they do. <laughs> I'm <laughs> judging you, they do, yeah. And so actually a lot of the, the listeners to this podcast um, hear from me a lot of the time about the opinions of other people okay. and how the, your opinion should be the top of the triangle versus any negative and positive opinions of other people. Yeah. But what I love about how fascinating your life is right now is that it's so hot so like the mm-hmm. heat on that opinion mm-hmm. is a lot different to say me or someone walking down the street you know? mm-hmm. so what's it like so <laughs> it's been tough I'm moving on from it and my skin has got thicker that's not just the pizza as well my, skin, <laughs> yeah. my belly's got thicker but my skin has too so first the day after the first show went out it was really tough. No, no getting away from it. Some of the reviews were horrific. Some of the tweets 
were shocking. Not shocking is in terms of aggression in the tweet. I tweet is just such an easy platform just to write something and send it out and don't really think anything of it. One bloke was like, um, you know, worst thing I've ever seen in my life. What would it be? And a bloke emailed me saying, you're a disgrace to the uh, licensed feeds. What's it, licensed feed payer? You know, this is this is shameful and stuff. And so it's, it's a very strange world, social media, uh, or just the internet, I suppose. It's just full of so much anger and hatred. One, of the, one review I saw was uh, Warren, the final nail in the sitcom coffin. And I thought, Christ, I wrote that. <laughs> Go easy, fella. Yeah. Like, you know, like you read these reviews and you kind of don't think anything of it, but there's someone behind all of it. Sure. Um, so, yeah, the, the first week I basically said, like my friend who I write with, Paul, uh, Paul McKenna, not that one, different one, he messaged and said, do not look at Twitter. Mm. Which of course, just like don't look down. The yeah, first yeah. thing I did was looked on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, I was like, I messaged my mum like, do not, do not go on Twitter. Yeah. Like it was horrific. Um, but those that stayed around, yeah. To go on Twitter now, you wouldn't think it was a, you wouldn't think it was hated. They love it. But yeah. What's the question? <laughs> well, it was just like, how, well, you know, what's it been like? I mean, yeah, first you've obviously time. talked about how, how tough it is, and that's the that's super sensitive part of an opinion, isn't it? Um, one thing that, that I always chirp on about is that, yes, a negative opinion should be swerved in terms of your own self-esteem, in terms of how you feel and your happiness, but also the positive opinions, as great as it is to have them, we can't rely on them. No. What's your sort of opinion on that? Or where does that sit? Well, I've been uh, retweet. I've only got Twitter like in the last few days. Okay. Um, I never had it before. I did have it before, but years ago. Yeah. And I got rid of it because it was full of too much anger and hatred. Sure. And also, you kind of get sucked into that world of just giving an opinion, just tweeting something out, and not yeah. really thinking about anything of it. So I got rid of that. And I got rid of Facebook. And I got rid of Instagram. I'm now back on Instagram, and uh, just recently got Twitter at Jimmy Donny C. Follow. <laughs> so I won't follow you back. I'll be like, you won't get much tweeting off me. Um, but I, I have been retweeting the positive ones, but you yeah. still still see the negative ones. But I tend not to take them to heart as much as that first one. I read an IMDb uh, review last night. People can review on everything these yeah. days. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Who said um, one star? Gave it ten minutes and turned it off. Don't review me after one after ten minutes. Give me a bit more than that. Also, he said, um, I'd like to drown these writers. Oh, goodness. And I was like, Crikey. that's me. Yeah, right, yeah. That bloke wants to drown me. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's one of them things that you yeah. just write, you don't think anything of it, you send it out into the world. But Christ, that yeah. bloke's just said he wants to drown me. <laughs> and I'm not a great swimmer. <laughs> mm. We wouldn't take one. No. <laughs> I think in comedy especially, and I don't really know, I've kind of been engrossed in comedy recently, so I can't really remember what it's like to be real. I don't know, yeah, what, yeah. I don't know who I am anymore. Sure, yeah. Help me, Tom. Um, <laughs> but I think um, you just have to write what you think's funny. Yeah. And if you try and say, oh, you know, what if... Because we called Preston a shithole mm. in the fourth episode. Okay. Um, yeah. Martin said, uh, Warren says, uh, Martin, I could first name James. Uh, Warren says, who's given this town city stadium is a shithole. Yes. Now... I was like, Christ, that is... I know it's very characterful. Warren would say that, but is that not a bit... I've never been. 
I could tell you. Yeah, yeah. Could tell. I'm probably going to go. I tell you what, I won't be welcome. <laughs> it's that guy. Um, but I think that there's just you know, you, and you think, oh, you know, just let's go for it. And I was expecting a bit of a backlash from that. Didn't get it. You know, but I got a backlash instead from a, a flippant mark about asbestos. Yeah. I got emails wow. from people, and the, Twitter was alight with how unfunny fly tipping is. And sure, yeah. it was just like a little, yeah. it's just a gag. Yeah. Sorry, mate, yeah. somebody's, you know, putting bed bins in, um, beds in your back garden. Yeah. Well, not yeah. my problem, fella. No. Just enjoy the comedy. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it's amazing how the art itself is to help people feel good. Yeah. to escape their lives yeah. for two seconds as they chuckle in their armchair and giving that like positivity in the form of comedy yet so many people can get so uptight about it because yeah. it's like I if I don't find you funny you've wasted my time yeah you've cost me money wow. I've done my license fee for that yeah it? yeah yeah it's interesting it's it is strange mm. the internet has I think social media especially we've all gone a bit weird we've all gone a bit mad now I saw something the other day. I went. I've been to Sri Lanka for the last yeah. two weeks. Went on holiday. Very nice time. Everyone should go. There was a uh, somebody who I was on the tour with. Did like a tour. Went on my own and met people out there. Put um, a photo on Instagram that was a picture of um, uh, a Buddha, which was a gift from the Japanese after the tsunami. Yeah. The Japanese had a tsunami in maybe 2011, and the Boxing Day tsunami in 2004. So it was like a gift to say, you know, we know what you've been through. Anyway. Um, and, th and this boy put a picture on the on Instagram, and it went. They said, um, uh, you know, hard not to feel emotional at this wonderful sight, um, amazing feeling at the moment. Now I was on the bus. He didn't get off the bus. He's pinched that photo off someone else, and then put it no on way. Instagram to be like, wow, yeah, uh, you know, um, wow, yeah, like look at what I've done. Yeah, it's almost like it's not real. Instagram isn't really real. Now no. this is. I'm just going to go off piece a little oh, bit, and if you don't mind, you can cut this bit out if you want. Do you see the Fire Festival documentary? Yes. Now, Fire Festival was meant to be Instagram come to life. Yes. And what happened is it all went to shit. I don't. Can I swear? You just probably did. Yeah. Sorry. It all went wrong. Yeah. yeah. And that's because Instagram isn't real. Yeah. If you make Instagram real, you see that everyone isn't beautiful yeah. and everyone is just normal. Yeah. And everyone. Yeah. yeah. So. Make it real. Yeah. It it did, absolutely. It went. Totally swore. Yeah. It went totally wrong. Yeah. And that's why I kind of. Use Instagram more as a this is a, come let's just have a laugh here rather yeah. than God I look beautiful here sure because that's very rare mm. I look beautiful on Instagram they're heavily filtered <laughs> they really are sometimes I look at it and think well I've filtered out so much that's not even me you've <laughs> <laughs> always been the funny guy mm. right at what point did you think like in because your life's been from from school. College into university. Bingo college. Bingo college. Straight to university after a bit of work and yeah. So let's go sixteen. Sixteen. One GCSE. One GCSE. What was B it? in drama. Drama. The rest were all clues there, and E's. Okay. I got a D. I oh, know I got a D in RE because I like Mrs Smith. Okay. So I'm shout out. Try out. Yeah. Enjoy that. Mrs Smith. Let's know. I'm if she listens to this. I don't know. She might be dead for all I know. Hope not. Lovely lady. The um, RE. So she'll be up. Cut this out. Who can't use this? <laughs> right, no. So I left school at 16. Yeah. One GCSE drama. Yeah. Rest were all a, a, a fail. I think they're not called a fail, but you don't. A pass is a C plus, maybe? It depends, I think, what. I think it was in, in, in my day. Okay. In my day. Yeah. Um, 
And then I was supposed to start to work with a little chef yes. in Andover. Yeah. On the way back into Andover. Yeah. Worked there for two and a half years. Reached the dizzy heights of chief brittle supervisor. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and then CGS. Yeah, yeah. Five pound an hour, which was quite good in those days. And I reckon probably not bad out, to be honest. <laughs> I'd be happy with that. Um, and then went and worked for the OED, mm. the DLO building in Andover. Did that for nearly four years. And in 2006 or seven, I'm trying to think when I started uni. Oh, seven, I think it was. Yeah. Went on holidays to Magaluf with the lads. Yeah. Bought Peter Kay's autobiography for the plane and the beach. Yeah. Read it, laughed, and I thought, oh, I could probably do this. It's actually quite funny, but I don't think I could not do this. Mm. So then I, um, and he'd done a course in comedy at Manchester Uni. Went home, Googled comedy course, and it came up as a degree in Southampton. Wow, yeah. So I was like, oh, I might as well apply. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you ever tried to apply to get into uni with one GCSE. They don't like it, right? They you have to you, pull out the CGS card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, I took my food hygiene certificate and said, oh, come on. I mean, I'm a big deal. Yeah. Um, so, that, so then I went to... Um, I went down there. No, well, basically, no, I said, well, I don't know why you need a GCSE in maths to do a comedy degree. And she was like, well, I can't help you. You can't come on this course. And I was like, okay, what's the course leader's name? Give me his email address, his phone number. I'll ring him and see what he says. This was in the summer, so uh, he wasn't there. So I basically, every day for two months, I rang him, left a voicemail and emailed him. Every day. Wow. For, yeah, about nine weeks. And then I kind of thought, I'm probably not going to get anywhere here. And then I got this email out of the blue from him saying, hi Jimmy, um, please stop emailing me and phoning me. I've, IT have been trying to unclog my system for the last two days <laughs> and I can't take any more voicemails, it's just you. So can you stop please? By the way, I like your tenacity, come and see me oh, wow. tomorrow, okay. uh, Friday. It was like, come and see me Friday lunchtime, bring five minutes of stand-up. I mean, that, and I was like, wow. what the hell am I going to say here? Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe it. But I, I didn't really feel any pressure. Mm -hmm. I just thought, you know, I'll go and chat with him. Went down there and, and spoke and did a like a five-minute skit. I, when I was at school, funny thing happened. Simon Willard stuck uh, a post-it note on Mrs. Barrett's back and said, spank my arse in your bag, right? And it was really funny, right? Really funny. And I was saying it, when I was saying it to you, thinking, Christ, this might have actually been one of those you-have-to-be-there moments. <laughs> yeah. But luckily for me, he roared with laughter at the punchline. And um, he was like, he stood up and he walked over, shook my hand and he went, you're in, don't wow. fuck it up. Amazing. So I was like, wow. oh, okay. So I went about, picked my mum up and sat in the car and I was like, I'll start uni in two weeks. Wow. And she was like, yeah, she was all, started crying as she always does, she's a very teary woman. Um, so I handed my notice at MOD yeah. and uh, did that for three years. Uh, left uni with a 2-2 and I scraped a 2-2 as well I did my dissertation night before it was due in I don't even remember what it was about I think it was probably about the office I think that's all I think I knew about um, and then um, started working in TV production yep. and I kind of in my head had an idea that I would walk into TV production they would go this guy's a genius mm. let's sign him up and it wasn't like that at all right. because everyone that works in TV production wants to be in front of the camera sure, yeah. they just don't say it Mm. But I went in and went, well, I, no, I used to be in front of the camera. And everyone went, get out of here. Right, okay. So I was chased out of TV. Yeah. And I started doing sales. Um, did sales for maybe five, six years. Mm -hmm. uh, and then with the money I was getting, so I was doing quite well at, uh, doing software sales for a company called Cicla, which was like an outsourcing company. 
I rented a hire car, built, um, grew a goatee, mm -hmm. got my dad's shirts, got a couple of GoPros from some mates and some mics that I didn't turn on, and I filmed <coughs> a 10 minute short film called Warren Thompson Driving School. Yeah. I was Warren, my mates were all my son or my wife or my um, pupils or whatever, policemen we didn't use, etc. Yeah. Made that, took about three or four days off work, edit it all together, got a friend to edit it together, Put it on YouTube and sort of didn't think anything of it. Am I rambling? No, <laughs> this is literally the light story. Yeah, yeah it's good. Um, keep listening, guys, and keep watching. Keep listening. Keep, keep watching. Keep listening. Yeah. Don't, don't turn off. Yeah, don't turn off because it's not. He's rambling, but he does ramble. That's good. Where was I? Warren. Whacked it on YouTube, thought nothing of it. Got a phone call a few weeks later. My mate was Paul. Paul McKenna, not that one, who um, I ended up writing a sitcom with, saying, I've just spoke to Tom Jordan at Hatchet Productions. He's seen the short and likes it. Do you want to go in and chat about it with it with, with me? And I was like, uh, yeah. Went in and had a meeting with him. He was like, he really liked the character. He thought there was potential in writing a script. Commissioned us to write a script. Um, wrote it. They sort of went to the BBC and back. We had meetings at the BBC and sort of went back and forward. And they were to meet the hat trick and they said, like, who do you have in mind to play Warren? And I said, me. And they said, no. And I said, sorry? And they went, it's not going to be you. So I was like, right, okay. So the conflict in me was, well, I'm not doing it then, it's not going to be me. Yeah. But the reality was, you've got a good opportunity, you'd probably just let somebody else do it. Somebody's like, so we sent it off to Martin Clunes. Yeah. Uh, but it was with the idea of, they kind of said, we're probably not going to send it to Martin because he doesn't want to do another sitcom. He right. said quite openly to everyone that he meets, he's done comedy, he's done his time with comedy, he enjoyed it, we don't want to do any more, we'll just do drama. Sure. So we were like, oh, I'll send it anyway because he'd probably be quite good as a role. Anyway, he like read it and then phoned back and like, phoned Jimmy Roll, who was head of Hattrick, in an hour and was like, Really? This is really funny. I don't want anyone else to do it. Get, I'll do it. We did a pilot. Did a pilot in early 2018. I've quit my job by then. Yeah. Um, and then he got commissioned by the BBC. Went to the BBC. That's episode one. Is actually the pilot. I'm sure. Went to the BBC and then they commissioned the series over the weekend. And then we made the series last year. Uh, it took about a year to write the whole thing and then made the series last year and it came on the telly 27th of February. Amazing. One GCSE. One GCSE. Don't need school. No, Don't no. go to school, kids. <laughs> there's, the, there's the message. <laughs> the um, I didn't know about the, you know, the, the the story getting into that uni course. Oh yeah. And how I mean, uh, and what I do know is after the uni course, when it was quiet, and you were working, and you probably at some point thought, I'm going to do it. I gave it up. Yeah. To do sales. Yeah. And. and um, I mean that. I mean that in itself is a is a struggle and a lesson of how you manage to turn that round through persistence and basically backing yourself and your art and your ability. But to get the opportunity in the first place, most people would just go, "I can't do that. I haven't got this, that, and the other." But you've shown that if you you want it enough, you can make it happen. And now fast forward yeah. x amount of years, and your two episodes to go on a on your first yeah. debut BBC commissioned comedy yeah I think I think yeah I suppose when you put it like that that yeah it's a bit mad isn't it yeah when you, man, you should like 
give yourself a massive pat on the back because you know we talked earlier about the opinions and your opinion and everyone else's like that's your life mm. so yeah like Warren's your art but your life to get to that that no one can take anything away from that no and that's awesome yeah thank you Tom you're very welcome Jim. <laughs> so what, what would you um, what advice would you give to anyone out there who knows like you do inside like you've got something you want to do and you're getting knockbacks what would you say to them if they're well you know I jacked it in so I can't say don't jack it in but I think make your own luck now whether it's being a PT whether it's um, making a sitcom whatever it is I made my own luck by making this 10 minute short film yeah um, and I think I got extremely lucky with, with Martin and with, you know, Hattrick and they believed in us and Martin liked the script. So, we all, you know, there's no doubt that a lot of luck is involved. But I did make my own luck by starting it off and going, okay, there's a character here, um, you know, that, that we've come up with that could be quite good. So, give up if you want to. But, you know, that's, that's true, you know, like, I gave up. I, there's no doubt about it. It was only because I worked at Cyclum and I met a really nice man who was my boss who basically was like, why do you want the job? And I was like, I don't really, I want to be an actor, but it's not working out, so I think I'd be quite good at this. And he, I mean, I did quite, maybe not so blunt, probably did say it that bluntly, but he basically went, well, I'll give you five auditions a year. If you work hard here, you'll be rewarded by doing five auditions a year. So I kind of got lucky with him as well. The whole thing just kind of got, I got very, very lucky. There's no getting away from that. It's not It's not because of skill. It's a lot of luck. Well, yeah, I mean, you make your own luck, right? You make your own luck. You've got to show up. You've got to say the right things. Yeah. Instead of just nodding and, and being like a quiet, suppressed version of yourself, mm -hmm. if you hadn't made those conversations, you haven't said those things, mm -hmm. it wouldn't have opened the door in his head. Yeah. So, you know, it's, a, it's a chain of events, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's interesting. I said the same thing to a bloke in an interview about three weeks before. And you basically cancelled the interview there and then, so you don't want it now. Yeah, well, if you if you'd have taken that on board and gone, oh, I won't say that again. Yeah. Then that would have been based on fear. Yeah. Of rejection of the job, you wouldn't have gone, and it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So yeah, powerful. I mean, anyone who's supposed to do something, these success stories, no matter what it is, there's always things, and that's what I'm so fascinated about. Yeah, I think the comedy industry is full of a lot of Oxbridge students. There's a big. Um, theatre there and like a comedy group that they all kind of do so it's a, full of a lot of people that are very well off and don't really have to worry about getting a real job and just do comedy their whole time not a problem with that that's not their fault that they grew up wealthy but because of that I do feel that sometimes the working class man from Andover that doesn't really get an opportunity because they have to work so you know I mean I was working full time then writing a sitcom in the evenings yeah, in, amazing. in a pub yeah. Um, so, I just think go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, go for it again if you want to. If you can't be bothered, don't. Yeah. We've got those chairs in our dining room at home. They're yours. Are they actually? I don't. They actually might be. What great way to end. Yeah. No, no, I think they, they are. Why are they? Because the, you did the Jamie. They actually gave. I think you might have like we don't need them anymore. Oh. I genuinely think they they were yours. Well, they. <laughs> I thought they'd be done for some sort of event you'd have done. No, I'm pretty sure that they were given to us by someone, so quite possibly. There you go. Well, well, well it's Jim, a day. What, an what an end. That's how we end How long was it? Uh, yeah, bang on. Bang on about 20 minutes. Good. Well, I hope you enjoyed it, guys. Please follow me on Twitter, at Jimmy Donny C. Follow me on Facebook, 
Jimmy Donny Cosgrove. Follow me on Instagram, Jimmy Donny Cosgrove. Go on the website, jimmydonny.com. And most importantly, Warren, because you won't ever hear from me again if I don't get a second series. Yeah, and it's yeah, totally it reliant on <laughs> viewing figures. So if you've watched it once, go on iPlayer and watch it again. Thanks, Jimmy. Really appreciate you being Tom, here today. thank you. And thank you, listeners. This has been great. I've, I've, I've imagined this moment for years, <laughs> both of us doing our thing, getting yeah. together and make, making this happen. World exclusive. You're looking very chesty. You've been working chest. I've got a padded jacket on. Oh, right. <laughs> but I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, Jim, thank you. God bless you. Sick. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh,